falling in love and enlightened or yabium mm, about positions yeah. in sex <laughs> it's not sex <laughs> what do you mean it's not it's not sex <laughs> no no i know i know but people get confused into that <laughs> we can talk about sex and emotions and yabium yabium yum 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 the practice of connection let's do that I feel like it's a very tantric symbol that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And why that <laughs> I'm just watching a picture behind. You know when the the girls were making the interior for this room? Yeah. <laughs> I had to laugh because it shows that picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for our listeners, it's uh, a drawing of a naked woman from like, behind. From behind and that picture is behind Lucas, yeah, yeah, so yeah. if I don't look you straight in the eyes, soul then gazing you, are, you then yeah. I see this naked woman. Yeah, it was a nice picture for this uh, this room. Yeah, yabium. Do you want me to jump in and ask what is your experience with that? Uh, what does yeah. that mean for you? Um, I think when when I was in university, when I was studying uh, sexology, a teacher that I had said. When you are less than 25 years old and you are having intimate relationships with someone, you're not making love. You're just masturbating in front of another person. And most of the people in the room felt really shocked. Mm. In time, when I became older, that started to make sense. Because um, there is a point where you stop just exploring the pleasure of the experience or the pleasure that you feel and you go for the connection and you go for the timing in the embrace with another person. Mm. And I think that the first thing that this uh, tantric embrace taught me was that. Was there is a timing, we are synchronizing with each other, and there is a lot of expression in the gaze. And we usually, Mm. when we are practicing meditation or when we are... um, even connecting with someone in intimate relationship, we don't pay attention to that. Um, and this, uh, every time that your eyes start to wander someplace else, it's like, no, 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 come back here. Come back here. And this process of coming back in sustaining the gaze with one another and synchronizing the breath, uh, generated another kind of connection that went all over. It was the connecting point was uh, us looking at each other, but what happened was much more mm. than what just happened when you look someone in the eye. Who, who is us? Us w- would be my teacher and me. Yeah. When I when I learned that for the first time. Yeah. And I have to to confess that that changed the way I connected with friends, with 
my loved ones, with my partner, mm. it had a huge impact. Mm. It wasn't just the practice. It was uh, how I was as a therapist. Mm. It, it is, it's like something broke. I think when up to that point where you do that as a part of the practice, it's that's something he probably introduced later on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then it feels natural to go to that step. Yeah. Uh, we do have um, exercises that are soul gazing mm -hmm. and breathing techniques and you can touch each other. Or, But I feel the yabyum mm -hmm. is one of the most intimate it is. practices you can do. It is. So it's not something I've done with many. And what I've been thinking a lot about when uh, I've been trying to figure out how we can teach Tantra to other people, and mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that I've been kind of obsessed with that <laughs> the last year. And I feel like I don't have the answer yet, but uh, if, you don't, if you don't think about people that are partners, mm -hmm. then it's natural to go into that position. But if you are just strangers or you are a student teacher, I mean, it's... For you, obviously, it felt very natural to go into that. And also for me, when I was m with my teacher, it was when we came to that point where we did that position, it was very natural. Mm -hmm. But I still feel like it's, um, it's almost like that is another bubble or a zone. You're in another zone. And mm -hmm. if you would do something like that out here in the real world, it would be very awkward. With the intensity that you do when you are practicing, of course. But I realized that I didn't look people in the eye, that I thought I was connected, but I wasn't at that point. Mm. So it generated like a cascade of things. After the practice. After the practice. Okay, but let's wait with after the practice. Okay, yeah, And sure. we still, we are still in the practice. We are still, yeah. yeah. Um, do you think it's possible to have, to facilitate that and, and have people experiencing what we have experienced with our teachers? Um, I think, I think that mothers and childs do. Yeah. I think that some fathers and their newborn do. I think this is the tricky thing, though, with Tantra and practicing Tantra. And this is just my opinion. The practice or the natural love, state of love and flow that you mm -hmm. have with your loved ones, your child, your partner, um, you kind of have that feeling and trust. Okay, let me finish. This is what I uh, promote, that mm -hmm. when we can expand that field of energy and love that we share for, the, for our loved ones and the close ones, for me that is a huge part of my daily tantric practice, yeah. that we can dare to tap into that field with other people too. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like those practices in tantra is very important to do with not just a partner, because it's mm -hmm. not the same. It's a different way of expansion in a way uh, but then again because the practices are so how can you say it intimate and it requires yes. so much trust and yeah yeah um, is this is a, this is a tricky part when if people ask uh, 
can you have a workshop or are you guys, <laughs> yes. you know, people ask me if we are going to have workshops or trainings and uh, and I'm like, no, because I still haven't figured out how we can do that in the way I want to do it. Especially if you're in going the West. Yeah, exactly. If you're yeah. going to meet someone that just crossed the door and mm. says, hello, I'm mm. here for the Tantra workshop. Mm. And it's like, okay, we need to know each other first. Mm. Mm. Um, I was raising my hand while I while you were talking because you spoke about partners and trust mm. and i realize and i said this i say this also as a therapist not not also as a human being that lots of people are into relationships with a lot of trust issues mm. so they are in the relationship they are committed to each other but they don't trust each other mm. um is like being in a relationship with the armor. Yeah, I'm sorry. Again, I I talk from my <laughs> my You talk from yeah, your experience. I'm like, yeah, because you have this loving relationship. Of course it's true. Yeah, you have plenty of couples that should yeah. do a workshop and of course then maybe to go into a yabium yes. is is not a problem at all. Um or it is some, or it is. Yeah, but for some it's like but, why is this guy so close? Yeah. And why is this woman is yeah. not blinking right now? But I feel like it's um, the difference between working with couples that are all ready together mm-hmm. and to do this with someone outside the... The circle. Yeah. That circle. That's yeah. that's what I meant. What, what I try to express here, Lucas, <laughs> <laughs> if we take the, um, the home situation aside and we know a lot of people can work with their communication and intimacy within um, a relationship. But um, this type of tantric practice where we are talking more about for the whole, for the good, for mm-hmm. the everything yes. that you said, you could w- see people with a different... Yes. You could connect in a different way when you were just walking out the door. Yes. Um, and I think the um, the symbol of Yabium is two energies... Emerging, uniting, uniting. Yeah. and when you do that in the right way, that's when you get those realizations, and that's I feel like it's a very good symbol. But to come to that point where you can have two strangers unite, hundred uh, percent, that takes a lot of time. So um, I'm not even sure if it's even possible to have that in a in a course over a period of I don't know six months. I don't know. Uh, I I find. That everyone has their own process and mm. speed. So it can happen that some practices are more accessible. But we all arrive with an armor mm. that we constructed to protect the child that has been hurt. That armor, in some cases, is thicker than others. Your armor sometimes seems made of paper. Or flower petals. Because, yeah, I know, this is not, I I don't need this. Mm. And I learned to remove like a rock solid armor in in the last like 20 years of my life. And I am happy. I feel a lot lighter with that. And I know that between growing with a light armor or growing with a heavy one and remove it, uh, thankfully, through Tantra, in the middle there are lots of different experiences. And this uh, structure workshops that you are 
supposed to learn certain techniques that include uh, sometimes practices that are very intimate to, for you to be able to enjoy. That, that I, I don't know, after the experience of trying these things, as I told before here in the, in the podcast, I don't know how it, how it works. Because it's, for example, males, we males have a lot of problems with our pelvis. When we walk and when we sit, we, we try to protect our pelvis or we push it forward, like being like a bully. It's a complete different thing when you put your heart over the pelvis. <laughs> yeah. And when you put your eyes on top of your heart, on top of your mm. pelvis, mm. that was the description that uh, my teacher gave for Yabium. It's like, okay, oh, how, how do I sit? I said, pelvis on pelvis or on top of the other person or on the ground, mm. heart on top of your pelvis, eyes on top of your heart. Mm. And that for me was like, okay. <laughs> But because he wasn't referring to the alignment of the spine, he was referring to the alignment of, of the energy. Of the energy, mm. for me that made a lot of sense. Mm. And then I realized how, with time, uh, in this practice, that every time it took me less to go to that state. The first time mm. it was like I don't know what I'm doing. I feel uncomfortable. I want to run away. Mm. Um, Breathe, close your eyes if you need to. When you're ready, open your eyes, come back, come back, come back. And for me, it was the moment where I understand what was coming back. Because in, in meditation, lots of people tell you, you need to, if you get distracted, you need to come back. But come back to what? Come back to the breath, come back. That, this, is another, this is another different, complete different level of coming back mm -hmm. because you are like, okay, Okay, relax, open your eyes, connect. It's, it's like going into a very intimate space. The come back space? Yes, mm. yes, like come back to here, come back to the connection. Mm. Not just uh, kill your narrative thoughts mm. and pay attention to what's happening. Because mm. that, that is, I think, one third of it. The rest is, okay... Now I'm not distracted with thoughts. Now my body is not tense. Now I'm breathing. And now I connect. Mm. So he used it more like a tool for you to really connect with your body. Or can we say that? To reconnect all the, like you said, from the eyes to the heart to the pelvis. Mm -hmm. And then you use that position to connect you. And then and then the other person. Uh, the other person. And mm. stay in that level of connection without you running away from it mm. or running towards anything mm. else. That, I that think is that the tricky is, part. Uh, yeah, I think that's... Um, my teacher spoke a lot about being pure. Mm -hmm. That you have to have such a pure mind mm. to do these practices because you... Uh, we we talk much about being in the present moment, right? In meditation yeah. and mindfulness, you have to be present. And but to really understand how to be present, like you said, not push forward, not push back, hold back, just be in a, like a perfect. Yeah, I I like a definition that a, a teacher, a Buddhist teacher, I had have. She she said, Shengpa or mindfulness in Tibetan is not just awareness. 
people usually get confused by that, mm. is awareness and compassion. Because if there is no heart, it's just mind. And to have open senses, yeah, it's good. You're in the present, but you're not connected with what you are pulsating into mm. present time. So she said, imagine that it's a dove with two wings. So one wing is awareness. The other wing is compassion. And coming from a different lineage, I I feel is that is that is powerful because you are there and you are in a vulnerable state and you are not trying to run away from the experience or towards it. You are breathing into it and trying to sustain that level of connection without doing anything. Mm. That for me was, and still is, one of the most powerful meditative practices because it's holding space between two. I totally agree. That's why I am so in love with this practice. 